Welcome to Gay Men's Podcast. I'm Michael Roberts. It is Friday, January 18th, 2019 at 12.52 p.m. Afternoon. The mercury is at 61 degrees outside. It's not raining here in Southern California. Yay! We had about like five or six days, anyways, in my area, five or six days of rain ever since um, Saturday. So it's good to not have rain. Um, some of you guys from outside of California are like, you only had five or six days of rain and you're complaining about it? That's a lot of rain for us, and I'm not complaining about it. It's good to have rain. Um, I wish it was more sporadic. But, uh, you know, it's going to dry out and then cause growth and the vegetation's going to die and then we'll have wildfires again. But that's just my personal opinion. Anyways, it's Friday. So, for those of you who don't work weekends, happy Friday. It's the last day of the week. I need a vacation. I, like, just got back from vacation, too. Can you believe that? I already need a vacation. Anyways, today's podcast, uh, we're going to have some top stories for you, questions and comments from listeners, and is being gay a trend? We'll talk about that, too. So, uh, let's start by talking about some top stories. Um, here in LA, LA USD teacher strike reaches day five. Um, they are negotiating as of now. I haven't read anything um, or gotten any emails. Hey, I'm a media person now, so if I send out messages, they're like, oh, a media report will be sent to your office, blah, blah, blah. So I'm waiting for our media report from um, the LAUSD Teachers Union um, to see if they, uh, you know, um, uh, came up with any conclusions today. Uh, I will report back to you as soon as possible on one of our social media um, platforms, usually Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. All those are at Gay Men's Podcast. So follow us on on there if you want to know some information about the teacher strike. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, I really, I don't know if I care. Um, I do care. But, uh, I think it's too late. (sighs) Um, I don't know. I don't know. Teachers, um, hopefully they, they, they are negotiating for the kids because, you know, we have a lot, there's a lot of kids out there, especially LGBTQ kids that need extra counseling and stuff like that because they don't know what's happening they probably do know what's happening. They know that they're gay, but um, we'll get into that uh, too in the discussion that we have for today. But it seems like there's, you know, more and more kids are having difficulties in just their social life, home life, maybe too. Um, I'm not a counselor, so I really don't know. I do study anthropology, and it does seem like uh, the youth of today uh, seems a little bit more aggressive or non, um, I don't know, uh, having more problems than 
past uh, generations, but that could be due to, you know, just being able to go on the internet. You know, you get harassed at, uh, before you went to school and you got harassed at school, and then you went home and then you're fine. Um, unless you're being harassed at home by your parent, but, uh, you know, we didn't have, uh, the internet wasn't widely available for people to, uh, you know, uh, criticize us uh, on the internet. Now we have, you know, social media and all that stuff, and uh, bullying doesn't stop at school now. Um, that's my two cents about it. Whatever. So I hope this teacher strike is actually for the kids. Uh, moving on. Government shot, shut down. If you notice my voice, yes, I am sick with this stupid sinus infection. My ear is, like, clogged. Um, you know, it's not clogged. It's just, you know, it's muffled. So I'm waiting for it to pop. Whatever. Anyways, government shutdown is at day 28. Um, with no end in sight. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, uh, this the government shutdown doesn't only affect... Uh, it, and it's a partial government shutdown. Let me clarify. It's partial government shutdown. Um, it doesn't only affect government employees. It affects small businesses as well, especially businesses that work with uh, government institutions, um, printing companies, advertising companies for government uh, uh, places, um, even uniform production places um, that can't get their contracts out, or even, uh, you know, uh, the grocery store, you know, next door to uh, a big apartment uh, complex, uh, you know. Um, they're being affected too because people can't pay for groceries. People can't pay for their rent. So it is trickling down. Um, so hopefully the politicians, whatever your view is on politics, um, I just hope that, uh, you know, politics kind of, uh, political individuals and, uh, representatives, you know, take their heads out of their ass and, um, you know, coming to conclusions. If you are a politician, your, your goal, the goal of politics, especially a democracy, is give and take. You know, you have to, uh, you know, some things you won't, your party may not agree on, but the other party does, so it's a give and take. Uh, you want a wall, we're not going to give you the $5 billion, we'll give you $2 billion. And other people, oh, you want a, a more lenient, um, you know, uh, um... Uh, immigration uh, policy, okay, well then, here's your more lenient Im immigration policy. You know, it's, it's give and take. Um, a lot of people don't want a wall, a lot of people don't want uh, a, a lenient immigration, but you know, if we come to a conclusion, that's what dem uh, democracy is. Not that that's happening, uh, that was just, you know, a scenario that I pulled out of my ass, but <sighs> I digress, I really hate politics, oh my god. Oh my god, I can't believe I, uh, I ran for office. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, let's get into some question and comments from listeners. Last week, we talked about how Starbucks uh, needed to install needle de deposit bins in some of their bathrooms. We had a listener, uh, Hugo, a listener from Los Angeles, says, I don't frequent Starbucks, but if I had to use their facilities in a super dense metropolitan area where drug use is common, then I would appreciate a company who took uh, proactive steps to keep me relatively safe. I totally agree. But what's proactive steps? 
Starbucks has an open door policy now. Um, here's a good scenario. We had a brick and mortar shop in uh, downtown Anaheim. If you guys know where Disneyland is, um, that's Anaheim. It's in the city of Anaheim. Disneyland in California is in the city of Anaheim. Um, down the street from Disneyland, we had a brick and mortar. That means we actually had a shop. Um, right on Harbor Boulevard, so, you know, we get tons of people down that street. Um, we had, we were, uh, uh, printing home decor business, and we also, you know, since there's so many people, we, uh, you know, we had a license to sell bottled drinks and chips and stuff like that while they're getting on the bus. So our shop's right in front of the bus. We get tons of people in there. Um, and one of our safety concerns was to ensure that, you know, our facilities were clean and, uh, 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 you know, safe for our paying customers. Um, so we did not open the, the bathrooms to just the general public. Um, that's a, it's a safety issue. And as a business owner, especially when you have to worry about, in California about, you know, legal, you know, the, the legality of, uh, um, business and stuff like that, you know, you do have, you know, li liability insurance, but every shop owner has one, one goal. They should have one goal and that's safety in mind. So to keep a relatively safe environment, you know, we ensured that, uh, the facilities were only being used to pay customers. Um, and that was just us, uh, you know, uh, some businesses opening it up to everyone. Um, it's a little bit different if you just have a retail store, you know, there's people browse and stuff like that. But uh, um, we had a retail store in this, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, snack little area. So we did. We just said, you know what, that's for paying customers, you know, buy a bottle of Coke and, you know, you can use the facilities. Um, not a lot of people like that. A lot of people did like it. All of our customers liked it because everything was kept clean. But this is the same thing with Starbucks. So when you start opening your doors to just anyone, you know, uh, you have a lot of people that are doing the, the, the bad things. So proactive, I think that would be a step that Starbucks should, should take. Again, um, if they need to, in, um, uh, train their employees on, how to do uh, medical waste? I'm again. I don't know what areas it there are, but uh, in California, you have to have a license, or you have to hire someone that has a um, a license to clean up medical waste. Uh, for example, if we had blood in our um, in our location, uh, we had to you know hire people to clean up that blood. What, what if it was a bloody nose or whatever just to you know ensure that the area was safe so i'm sure starbucks has to do the same thing they probably have employees that they'd have to train to do that um but yeah hugo thank you for the um little snippet again um he was just saying uh that uh he doesn't frequent starbucks but if he had to use their facilities in a super dense metropolitan area where drug use is common then I would, uh, then he would appreciate a company who took proactive steps to keep him relatively safe. And I agree. I, I totally agree. Um, so we have a question from a listener. Uh, so uh, 
Miguel, a listener from Texas, asks, I recently came out to my parents and they have been very supportive, but sometimes too supportive. My parents, especially my mom, wants to meet all my friends and always tells me to bring my dates over to meet her. I get so embarrassed at times and I don't know what to do. First of all, Miguel, that, I mean, you have a pretty cool mom. Um, you know, if they're being very supportive of you coming out, um, that's awesome. Um, now again, uh, you might feel embarrassed about, you know, I think everyone feels embarrassed, you know, when it comes to bringing over their significant others or dates, um, whether you're gay or straight. So, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing that, you know, she's very supportive um, of meeting people. Now, let me tell you about my parents. My parents are very supportive. Um, there's one rule in, uh, you know, my house when I used to live with my parents. And that is when I brought a friend over, they had to have a shot of tequila. Once they had a shot of tequila, they were allowed to be friends of the family. I know my mom listens to this show. I mean, she's a really supportive woman. Um, she was a teacher, too, in, uh, in Orange County. But um, she's very supportive. In fact, uh, I didn't really tell her about the radio show, even though that she always tells me, when are you going to record another episode? Blah, blah, blah. So she's a really supportive woman. When I was growing up, I would get very, you know, embarrassed with some things that uh, she would ask me, and I'd be very embarrassed about answering some questions. But you know what? Now that I'm older, I'm glad it happened. So my thing for you, Miguel, is, you know, embrace that they're very supportive. It could have been the, the other way around. They could have been you know, kicking you out of the house, you could be, you know, on the streets, blah, 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 um, just, just be glad that they are supportive, some things you might have to bite your tongue about, you know, um, or politely say, you know, I don't feel comfortable, mom, talking about it, um, you know, I'm sure she'll understand, so, uh, yeah, Miguel, um, uh, Everyone gets embarrassed. I was embarrassed for a long time. I mean, uh, my, my family is pretty much the same way. Uh, but when you get older, you're going to appreciate uh, that they were supportive. So my suggestion is, is just, you know, just live it day by day. Tell her what you want to tell her. Um, you know, if you don't feel comfortable bringing people over, don't, don't bring people over. I'm sure she'll understand. She's already supportive of you, so uh, I'm sure that she'll understand. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about, is being gay a new trend? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go into that with some anthropological background and uh, analysis uh, after these commercial breaks. I'll be back. Welcome back to Gaiman's Podcast. I'm Michael Roberts. So let's get into, uh, is being gay a trend? 
Now, before we get into this, let's go ahead and go over some of this, uh, these terminologies that we hear every day, but we don't quite know um, specifics. So, if you're age 18 to 34, you're considered a millennial. If you're age 35 to 53, you're considered Generation X. And if you're 52 to 71, you're considered a baby boomer. So, uh, there's a recent survey by GLAAD that is a American non-governmental media monitoring organization founded by LGBT people. Um, it suggests, after having a survey of 2,037 U.S. adults aged 18 to 71, uh, 20% of millennials, that's people's 18 to 34, identify as LGBTQ. 12% of Generation X, ages 35, or yeah, 35 to 53, identify as LGBTQ, and 7% of the baby boomer generation, 52 to 71, identify as LGBTQ. The survey also found that acceptance and understanding of the community has reached historic levels, particularly among young people. It also suggests millennials are moving away from identifying with traditional binaries, uh, binaries such as man, woman, and gay or straight. 12% of millennials identify as either transgender or gender non-conforming. 6% uh, in Generation X identify as either transgender or gender non-conforming. Excuse me, I need to cough. Sorry, guys. So, the report also suggests, even though more young people are identifying as LGBTQ, now we have to listen to this, so I'm going to reread it, because this part of the survey, I reread like 20 times. Whoever written this wasn't very good. I think this is from NBC. Um, The report also suggests, even though more young people are identifying as LGBTQ, Non-LGBTQ millennial individuals were actually less likely than their older counterparts to know someone who identified as gay or lesbian. According to the report, this indicates that their LGBTQ peers are describing themselves in other words, in, uh, in words outside of more traditional labels. So basically... Even though young people are identifying as gay, straight millennial individuals were less likely to know someone who identifies as gay. Huh. Um. Okay. So let's get down to the nitty gritty with this uh, this little thing from GLAD uh, thing. So, being gay has, people who identify as gay, or LGBTQ anyways, has gone up, yet millennials, young people, don't have a lot, they, straight millennials don't know a lot of people that identify as gay or lesbian. Um, and in their their little report, they did, they think it's just due to... Uh, different labels. 
Okay, I I I agree with that. Um, here's my here's my thing with new labels, and this is totally from an anthropological viewpoint. Um, and I studied different cultures. Uh, you know, there's Indian cultures as well as South American cultures where uh, priests, male priests, would. Uh, I guess the the new term would be, you know, they're transgender, um, you know, male to female, and uh, they would dress up as their their their, their semigods, um, and they would depict depict behaviors that their semigods would do. There's, you know, the be- behavior of uh, the the goddess of uh, love or the goddess of hate or the goddess of morality. All that stuff. Different cultures have different, you know, things. Um, so they were not sexual because they're priests. Totally understand that. Now, we, when we get into modern societies where we have a, a human need to have sex... I don't understand how you can be non-binary. I just don't... You can be non-binary. I understand that you're not male, you're not female. I actually don't understand that. Um, So if you guys can help me out there, then, you know, go write me. um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Gay Men's Podcast. But I still don't understand non-binary. I understand that you don't want to identify as a man or a woman... But does that mean that you are having sex with other individuals or we have different terminologies that we came and, you know, that I've said on the the podcast uh, more than once? Um, Are you just into yourself or your your non-sexual stuff like that? I understand that you don't want to be a man or a woman. You don't want to identify as a man or a woman. I kind of understand that. I just don't understand you know, when you're dating, who are you dating? Does that make sense? Um, maybe I'm just not grasping the concept. Anyways, that was one. Um, gender non-conforming, uh, of course, that's, you know, when they don't want to, you know, they're not male or female. That's the only one I don't get. Transgender, I understand. You know, uh, you're you're born female, but you want to be a male. That's fine. Doesn't have anything to do with your sexuality. You can still like, uh, you can be straight or gay or whatever sexually, but you know, you think that you're uh, the a cross gender. I totally understand that. That has been happening for millennia in uh, the, um, you know, the human populace and human cultures, that's been happening a lot. But for individuals that don't consider themselves a man or a woman, that's kind of a new concept. And especially in anthropological terms, there's, I've been researching and I have not came up with a culture, past culture, that has, you know, had findings or has written script of individuals that aren't male or female. Um, it's always a female depicting themselves as a man or a man de- depicting themselves as a female. Um, that's transgender. Um, 
but nothing that suggests that they don't have any gender whatsoever. Um, so it's all a new concept to us. Um, now, getting into this is uh, being gay a trend. Um, let me get back to my notes. Um, a couple studies suggest that uh, individuals are now more uh, millennials are more prone to saying that they're in the LGBTQ community, even though that they identify as straight. And I see this a lot. I see, you know, uh, and this could be just, uh, you know, a new term has to be given to these individuals that, you know, they're all, they're straight, but they want to be gay. I, I don't know. Um, there's a couple of, recently, there's a couple of celebrities, and I will post this on uh, social media, um, that actually have, uh, that, that want to try being gay. Um, they want to give it a try. So, is being gay a trend? Is being gay a trend now? We seem to have, especially after 2015, where marriage equality, you know, hit its peak, um, especially in the U.S. where, you know, we, there, there's debate on debate and then finally it was legalized that you could get married. You know, it's, uh, is it a debate uh, or is it um, a thing where now that it's more, everything's legal, that more people just want to try it? Is it a trend? Do people want to be gay or lesbian? Um... That's another thing. As an anthropologist, especially a cultural anthropologist, you try to, you know, surveys are one thing, but you try to talk to a lot of people because when you talk to individuals, you get more of their side of the story than you would, you know, in a survey. A survey can be so biased. That's why I use a lot of surveys, but, you know, a good survey has more than, you know, a thousand people. Uh, doing the survey because some of the, the the survey takers just, you know, mark whatever they want. And I dig digress. Sorry, guys. But what I'm what I'm getting to is that, you know, now we're seeing a lot of people either a coming out or when I'm talking to individuals at prides or events or stuff like that, um, they don't know if they're they're gay or not, but they want to try it. Uh, which is very interesting, which is good. Um, or some people will say that they're gay, but they're really not. When it comes down to the nitty-gritty, they're not gay. They just want the attention. Uh, there's some people like that, too. Um, and I found multiple cases of that recently. Um, that individuals just like the attention or they'll do it because, uh, you know, being gay gets them more numbers on social media or something like that. There's people out there that do that. Um, so is that is that okay? As, you know, most of you are in the community, the LGBTQ community are some of you. A lot of my supporters are also supporters of LGBTQ uh, individuals. They're straight individuals that are just supporters, which is great. I want to know their information too. Do you think that people who say that they're they're gay but they're not just for the numbers on social media is that okay to me 
I mean, I'm, look, I, I'm not one bit surprised that people do that. Um, people change their race because they want to be, you know, more popular in the Latino community or the black community or the white community or the Asian community. People do that too. Records of that is shown throughout the, uh, you know, the cultural, uh, 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 our cultural history. Um, but this is a new one too, is people are saying that they're gay when they're not gay just to get numbers. Um, so yeah, so it's very interesting. Again, uh, the people, the individuals, uh, who, uh, consider themselves LGBTQ is about 20% of millennials, 12% of generation X and 7% of the baby boomers, which is a pretty high number. Um, it seems to, uh, deflate uh, nowadays where it's just kind of, it's, it's not increasing at a rapid rate, but it's not decreasing either. Um, uh, as reported by this, uh, GLAD, um, report. So yeah, I think that's it. Um, again, let me know your kind of conclusion on this. If you want to know the report, it's an NBC, uh, news report. Just go ahead and, um, uh, Google uh, the percentage of uh, gays in the United States. It'll be on there. There's no real link for this. I had to go to like multiple sources and uh, it was just a pain in the ass. In fact, I had to email someone to get the report. So maybe I'll actually post the report on um, uh, social media as well. Um, so yeah, so if you guys have any questions, uh, you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Gaymans Podcast. If you want to go to our website, it's gaymanspodcast.com. I'm Michael Roberts. It's Friday. Have a good night. I hope I didn't put you guys to sleep or piss you off too much. Um, so, yeah, so if you have any questions, hit me up. That's going to do it. Have a great weekend. Have fun, guys. <laughs>